irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to the Concierge Coaches Show with Bruce Cameron and Cindy DeFerdinand only on LA Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Concierge Coaches Show here on LA Talk Radio. I'm Bruce Cameron along with the lovely Cindy DeFerdinand. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Well, in our continued journey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We have truly uh, found uh, yet again another just super guest for our show today to uh, showcase uh, an aspect, not so much of coaching techniques or coaching uh, principles, but our guest today is going to illustrate for us and our listeners the the grave need for coaching (laughs) Uh, with people that are in the film industry. So this is going to be a little bit more salty than our usual uh, technical discussions that we've had on the show. So strap, uh, strap in and, and, uh, and get ready for, uh, for Renee Rowland, our guest. So welcome, Renee. How's well, it going? thank you, Bruce. Thank you, uh, Miss Cindy, for having Where's- me. Salty Renee. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Salty. I'm sugar in the raw. That's all. Yeah, salt is for the flavor, though. There's some scripture. <laughs> but, but anyway, so Renee, if you can, just kind of give us. Um, you know, I had we had a chance to do some pre-production work today and talk about. Um, boy, you've just uh, had a had a career in the film. Have had and continue to have a career in the film industry on on various levels and uh, seemed like uh, a good chunk of that uh, ascended into being a film producer and I know you're working on on some projects now that are about ready to come into fruition and and you and I've talked about uh, celebrity celebrities that you've known uh, at very close range and um, even defended the integrity of one of them and uh, so anyway if you could just kind of walk us through a little bit of your experience in the industry and then some of your observations why why there would be some folks that may need, cr- crucially need, uh, a life coach in their lives. Well, I'd like to start out saying that what you guys are offering is so important. I mean, I, I'd call it God's work because, you know, what I've seen um, in the industry, and I, I started out doing martial arts, like in front of a camera, and being an assistant, like, I would do anything, wardrobe, whatever. I started with Roger Corman's uh, old, you know, he did 26 little low-budget movies a year, and I really got my, sank my teeth in and learned all the areas of the industry. And then um, as an actress, I, you know, was acting when I was young, and I was like, no, I'm really good at producing, you know. And so I went out and raised my own funds, and I started producing my own films. And then uh, Steven Seagal's company bought one when it was Seagal Nasso, Lionsgate have bought two of them, and they're not big films, but I, you know, I, I do really good quality productions, and I just got a new contract for full financing and worldwide distribution on a new film called Off the Leash, which is a female-driven buddy comedy, and we're actually looking for celebrity names now, and we're ready to make offers, so that just started nice. uh, this very week. So, Good for you. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's thank you. Deal. I've been raising, raising my son for, you know, 10 years and took a little break. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I really love to be back at work. But I wanted to say that uh, what you're doing is necessary in the sense that what I've known now, I, I do have celebrity friends that are really down to earth. Um, but what I've seen is when people get famous young or quickly, um, that it, it gets overwhelming, and then sometimes people indulge, uh, and I believe it's it's a spiritual thing. I really do. I think it comes from a hole in their spirit that they're trying to fill with pleasure and indulgence. And what you guys are doing, because I, I, I've always said celebrities don't need more yes people around them, okay? But they, they need structure, they need help. They're human beings and they're overwhelmed. 
but they're all surrounded by yes people, friends that they're afraid of. This is I'm not lumping everybody together. I'm just it's making general, a statement about general, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it happen. Um, is is that the friends are scared to make their celebrity friend mad because they're going to lose their famous friend. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to tell them no. Uh, you really shouldn't shoot heroin and smoke crack with those seven hookers for three days. You really shouldn't do that, <laughs> you know. But but they, you know, they indulge. Now, I, I just saw this with, with Prince, God bless his soul. You know, he, he uh, you know, didn't have people saying no to him. And when they did say no, he'd fire them or get rid of them. You know, because, you know, a sick mind doesn't know it's sick. Exactly, yeah. The truth. And, uh, You're talking about yeah. people, you know, pushing somebody to the edge and, and being willing to, to take them and tell yes. them the truth. Yeah. And yeah. you guys would be the person that's willing to let them be mad and even hate you, if necessary, to save their lives. And I'm not talking just about physical death here, which I lost so many people. Uh, Corey Hain lived with me before his death. He was my friend. Mm. And we raised there some celebrities that helped me raise the money to pay for his, his Betty Ford. But in three days, he was kicked out. He just would not work with them. And the problem is sometimes people get special treatment. And that special treatment is actually the wrong treatment. They need the standard of treatment because that's why it's the standard because it's the best. Right, you right. You can't, you know, so what you guys would do is literally save lives, not just physical lives. But I know I've seen the desperation that happens and my heart breaks for them. I know how alone they must just seeing what Corey went through, how alone they must feel really. I mean, who's really their friend, you know, who's really caring about them Uh, because there's always uh, ulterior motives that people look at what you guys would do is they they would know that what you're doing is for them to it's save just for them, them yes, to help yes. them yes it's like and, being and totally present for for them it's all about them and and you know I, I love what you're saying because you know a celebrity is just a person it's a person who has needs who has issues or problems and you know the fact that they they have a lot of stress and get overwhelmed and have to be on, you know, you, you know, maybe oh, travel yeah. a lot, be on the, yeah, I mean, it's huge because I've worked with celebrities too. the huge pressure they're under and everybody is putting them on in the separate kind of category and on a pedestal and not realizing that they have all the same, the, the same stuff everybody has, you know, and they need somebody Absolutely. to just be there, be there and listen and, and be that object, like you're saying, that objective voice. Tell them the uh, hard thing. Tell right. Them the hard thing. Push them right up to the edge of the cliff, Bruce, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, yes. one of the, now, one of the things, that, you know, we you, you mentioned is that you know, these celebrities, they'll, they'll believe their own press and they'll kind of get to the top and be right. And just t- talk oh, about yeah. that journey a little bit. Yeah. Um, what, what, this is what I've seen, especially with like the ones that get famous really quickly, um, is they, they, they start, this is what happened with, with Corey. I saw, and he was just a, like a little kid, man. He was still 14. You know, it just never, I just remember looking at his face like he was still a child. Like, like his growth, his emotional growth had that stunted somehow. And, you know, because, you know, tutors aren't going to force him to do his schoolwork. They're not going to, you know what I mean? It's like he just, and what happened is he started to believe, and I think this happens a lot. Um, luckily, a lot of the more mature celebrities that have time under the belt don't validate their self-worth based on their last project or based on uh, what people say or think about them. And what, what, what I've seen is many of them will believe the good press. They believe the good press about themselves, but here's the problem. If that's building their self-esteem and that is the standard by which they validate themselves, what happens when that press is bad? Right. Where is the self-worth? Where is the core? Because nobody tells you that when you get to the top, there's nothing there. <laughs> it, it's, there's nothing. 
and and you're like really like I remember having a, a moment of some I just gotten a huge check I just got everything I wanted and I was like now what mm-hmm. like and so you seek you know and and I feel this is and forgive me if I offend anybody with this but I feel like there's they're filling something. That, that a spiritual need that I believe only God can fill. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody with my faith, but I really believe that the, the gospel of God loving us and giving us the free gift of eternal life through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, that allows the Holy Spirit to live and dwell within a person. And it fills that space, you see. People have to have a a means that that gives them purpose and validate that they're loved and just for who they are, not for their performance, not for that they have a sense of self-worth and purpose outside of their career. That but who, see, who but you see, are is not what you do. Who but you see, are right, right, right. But how see, you show up, you know? But and see, that's really, just uh, I was going to say, that's just it. They're only as good as their last project, right? Who who can live like that? Well, and that I mean that that crosses over into a lot of driven professional lives too. Oh yeah, not just not you just know, the drive, right? The drive drives you, and then you get there, and it's like you know now what? You guys would be great for you know CEOs and stuff, right? Because it's the same thing. They're chasing. <laughs> People are chasing and doing, and uh, trying to fill themselves up with you know something that validates them when and they and they can't just trust that if I just sit here, um, you nailed it. That something's going to take care of me. Like if I take a break and and take an afternoon nap, that that my world's not going to fall apart because I'm not checking off the to do list. You know. Right. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it's not right. going to fall apart because you take a vacation, you know. But there's lots of people that won't give themselves permission to take a vacation. You know what I mean? Sandy, you nailed it when you said they're doing and chasing, but they're never being. They're never right. just being. It's just go, 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 go. And I, I just. I really think it really is all a spiritual issue. I, I think it, we, people have to have something that is bigger than them, you know, and you guys could maybe balance that out for them. Let right. Them and I think it's trust. Priorities. I think it's about trust too, you know, nothing oh, to yeah, trust. Absolutely. So they, it's, all, you know, I only got me and if I don't perform and I don't succeed and I don't get to the next level, then, then, you know, the ladder, you know, it's just going to fall out underneath me. So it has a lot to do with trust. Well, people like you and Bruce, see, you could be this rock of foundation because you can look objectively. They know that you are there specifically for their best interest. For their health, emotional, spiritual, mentally, financially, you're there for their health. Because it all comes down to that core. All the other successes are all revolved around a person's uh, inner worth. And, you know, what you guys would be so valuable for is that, first of all, like you said, the trust would be in place. Because you have no ulterior motive. What is your motive? It's your job. You're doing and you're good at your job. Your motive isn't, you know, because you want a celebrity buddy to, you know, show off at the clubs. It's because you're there, you're good at your job, and you want to save their lives. And, and not just save their lives, but make their lives more abundant. Right, right. Give them more fulfillment so that maybe they don't have to chase and do as much to still feel like they're validated, you know? And whole, and, it, and whole, been, yes. And more, whole, that's, that's yeah. right. I, I think what you guys do is really underrated, and I think uh, a, a, a lot of industries uh, could use this. I think Look. that celebrities actually have a little bit different situation because of the fame and then the distrust, you know, right, the, the right. ulterior motives and all the stuff that comes with it. Well, you and know, I there's think a level. 
Yeah, I think the trust thing with with coaching, the level of confidentiality and discretion is so solid, you know, and I think it's something worth mentioning that you've brought it up is, I, you know, a, any new client I have, they have to understand. It's not just who I am personally and my friends and my family know that, but professionally you set that tone, you know, and I think like that's like a doctor important. patient, right? Totally. Same totally. kind of. Same you, thing. you have to honor somebody, you know what I mean? It's it's their personal life and you show up for them and, and it's all about discretion and confidentiality. I think it's oh, like yeah. so important, so important. It, it really is. And I, I think a lot of people, and Bruce, you actually had doctor patients for 30 years, didn't you? Yeah. Like that, that kind of relationship. But yeah, but this is like you said, the reason why it's <clears throat> kind of a, a pet fascination of mine working with the CEOs or working with celebrities is because of this problem that they cannot come to the end of themselves. Many oh, of the yeah. people that I coach, they cannot get to the end of themselves. It's usually something dark and tragic that mm-hmm. gets them to the place that they're going to do something like a lot of men don't pull out the owner's manual of the car until the car breaks down or it's on the side of the road. Right. <laughs> so right. It's, 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 it's that type of thing. And, and, and so goes with these kind of higher spirited individuals, you know, call it what you will call it narcissism, call it this, call it that, whatever. But at the end of the day, right. The, 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 the coach, you know, and I guess I will step in here and let's talk about a little bit of technique and methodology in here in that, coach comes in there and helps this person identify those gaps in their lives those feelings the first the first pass would be not to conduct an assessment but but to get some sort of a either admission or identification of what the one thing those gaps from. are yeah what are those gaps in your life and what are you what are you doing to fill those right. gaps are you self-medicating with booze drugs sex toadies sycophants you know and on and on the hollywood story goes ish but and then kind of work but but it's interesting man it's a it's a it's an interesting dance because it's not like therapy and it's not like and i I know what you're saying they they need somebody who won't back down who isn't a toady or a yes person but will hold the The line. line The line, absolutely. And and, and that's that's actually the fun part of coaching is when you get somebody's trust and you work with them and then you say, wait, 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 wait. Uh, This is what I just heard you say. Did you hear this? And then you you call them on it and then you say, okay, can I hold you accountable to do this or to do that? You know, it's it's really about walking with them but not letting them off the hook. And then they learn to appreciate that because somebody's putting their tootsies to the fire and they need that. Everybody needs that. Accountability was important, what you just so, said. You're, so, that, that's the thing. So important. Ma- making them account. Here's the thing. Like, Bruce was just saying that they kind of have to come to the edge of the cliff. I think you said edge of the cliff. He said you, you got to come to the end of yourself. Well, what I've seen is that when you don't have fame and money and stuff to um, kind of uh, medicate yourself, uh, you end up quick, quicker uh, falling on your face. And then once you fall, you can get up. But see, the problem is they never completely tip over. They they get halfway there, and then somebody picks them back up and fixes everything, and then they almost fall. To their, no, no, we're not going to let you fall. Okay, sometimes you've got to let the kid fall. You know, you got to let your children stumble and fall on their face. It's the same thing. But I would think when you're coaching someone, uh, you would have to let them, and now if they can't get there through the natural circumstances of their behavior, whatever that is, uh, then you guys could actually bring them to it by acknowledging the behaviors and whatever they're using to fix that hole, whatever it is that the core root of what is, is driving these. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you, you being there can kind of force them, like you said, be accountable because they might not have the extreme, you know, falling down your life, you know, your life is like over kind of revelation going to the top of Mount perspective, which by the way, does have something on the top of it. You know, if they can get to that place, but they, they really won't without help uh, because there's too many things 
fixing. And I thought it was interesting There's that Van Tool has a song, and one of the lyrics is, and I just love it, is um, overstimulation has numbed me. Boredom's mm. not a burden anyone should bear. Wow. And I think that people... They, they can't get enough of it. They have to get a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about just celebrities in general. I'm talking about human beings. They have right. to get a little bit sicker sexually. They got a little bit more dope. They got to get a little bit more crazy. They got to have a little bit more adrenaline. And the problem is, is a never-ending cesspool of where it's going to take you because you're looking. And then when the pleasurable things don't become pleasurable anymore, that's, see, people lose hope. Not they're not in despair because they're tired of the pain. They're in despair because they're tired of the pleasure. Mm, and when pleasure stops being something that you can yeah. even enjoy, that's when life's over. You know, it's, it's pain funny. gives you something to fight through. When when you were talking, that's that is very uh, very well said. I, I think one of the things about coaching. Um, it's almost like, you know, um, when you can't sit still to meditate, right? A coaching conversation is so right here, right now, and you're so present with the client that the the skill set itself, the questioning, the probing questions sometimes can get the awakening and the aha moments as you, as you get them to drill right. down. Because instead of somebody giving them the answers, which is what people do, um, they have to find the answer. And sometimes those moments can be so crystal clear of something they've never seen before that can, right. really, get, can really get some, some strong movement uh, forward for people. Um, so th- the whole coaching conversation is almost standing still. Do you feel like that, Bruce? Sometimes you're just like standing still with somebody. Oh, yes. Like yes, you're I so do. present. So present is what I'm saying. It's, yeah. I it's, mean, yeah. So, so here, here let, let, let's, let's, let's go on that train a little bit. So actually I'm kind of, you know, standing still with one of my uh, coaches right now. It's kind of this interesting thing and I'm fading back and then I'm like, Hey, I noticed that, Right. Seems like we're taking a pause here, a natural break here. How do you want to spend your time? What's the best way to spend this time? Where, you know, where, where do you see this going? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and again, stepping back and letting that letting them identify bleed. that yeah. stuckness or, 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 or the mechanism behind that. And and um, so anyway, uh, so, yeah, that I think that that's going to happen. And it happens even in good coaching. I think you right. get a lot of they get a lot of clarity just through the, the coaching questions. When did yeah. you guys actually come in? Like, if, if would there have to be a crisis or just someone determines that or an agent calls you and says, you know, he's not focused or, you know, she's not on her game. She's dealing with some stuff. We need okay. some help to get stuff organized. Yeah. What, when is it that you come in? Is it always okay. a crisis? or is <clears throat> No, not always. Not always. But a lot of times, you know, yeah, they'll call in when they see that somebody is not you know, it's slipping, you know, and, and the production isn't there or the performance isn't there. But a lot of people reach out for coaching because they feel a connection to you and they feel like they can trust you and they want to get some work done, meaning they may be feeling scattered or overwhelmed um, or not connected. And they're just, they're feeling stuck. Like I always call it, um, they're like up to their their ankles in quicksand. They you know they just can't move, oh. and they and and they recognize they're in the mur. They can't move, right. and they they call a coach to to help them get unstuck. That's what I have people pick up the phone and call me. Um, kind of just like paralyzed. Like they're just, just they're they're just kind of you know like you're you know like you're stuck but you're spinning you know that right. emotion, you know spinning and scattered oh, wow. but they're but they're not yeah. getting their feet can't move and right. so that, <laughs> right yeah it's a terrible it's place a- to be and you know I try to make light of it but cuz I totally understand um and that's the point at which they know they need some support. It's really, you know, we partner to support them to get some movement. And some people just want accountability. They just like, you know, I just got off the phone with somebody. She said, you know, I got to call you when I get back, you know, she's traveling. I got to get this together. And, you know, getting in line with a coach is just getting it done quicker. You you know, you're partnering, you know, you just get the work done because you're going to talk to them the following week and you're going to report what you did. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it is an accountability factor that really helps people push things forward. And and with my, I wish Corey would have had somebody like you guys. uh, We, I mean, a friend can try, but he needed exactly what you guys offer. He just, 
he couldn't, he just got his way to his own destruction. Somebody needed to, I mean, I tried, but I, you know, I couldn't make him. He'd still doctor shop and just take so many Valium and, you know, and I was so sad. He's just a sweet boy. And he was so broken over, and it's, you know, it's a perpetual circle here where, you know, he gets addicted and then he can't get work because they can't get insured, but then he can't, you know, it's just a vicious circle, you know? Right. And if he would have had people like you when, when it started early, you know, or even, even let him fall down, you know, and have some consequences. If he would have had someone like, you know, his mother adored him. She lived for that boy. She was a good mom. You know, this is not saying anyone failed here. It's that it's, it's a disease of addiction. Right, and, right. But the core of it is, is because you got to remember when they use, they're clean and sober when they decide to use. So something's broken in the brain, you see, because they're not loaded before they make a bad decision. They're making the bad decision while they're sober yeah, to do is- this. You know, so if he would have had someone that would have said, no, we're going to stick to this. And we need to get through whatever these hidden because he had issues, you know, stuff that happened in, in, in his career and everything. And he, he needed that. He needed to work through these things so he didn't have to medicate himself and not think about it. Right, and right. the less, you know, the less fame he had, you know, we'd go out and people would adore him. They loved him because it's Corey Haynes. They loved him, but he couldn't get a gig, you know. And yeah, it's, and, it's the, and the lack of productivity. I think yeah. a lot of times people, you know, like you, you're just you're just trying to black out, block out, go to sleep, numb out, and and you're That's not right. getting. And so what happens is, just like you're saying, he can't get work. You're not getting the feeling of being productive and purposeful, which is such an important thing to the human spirit. That the yeah. more the more pills you take, the less productive you are, the less purposeful yeah. you are, and the more you just want to block it out because you're because then you're not feeling good about what what you know what you're doing day to day. And I and I really liked what you said about. I really think that was a beautiful thing to acknowledge his mother as a good good mother because I had a friend one time say to me when her son got in trouble and had to go to rehab that mental illness and addiction has nothing to do with good parenting. And there is, there is that misconception that if your child runs into addiction, that, that, you know, it's because of your parenting. It has nothing no. to do with parenting. It has to do, no. I believe, with genetics, quite frankly, but and a few, you know, maybe a couple I think it's other- both. I think it's genetics and social conditioning and trauma. I think it's all of it, you know? But you're right. I don't, I don't think it's a parent. I mean, you get to the point where you're grown, you make your decision. That's right, right, right. That's right. Everybody yeah. has free will to make choices. And, yeah. and, at the, and at the end of the day, thought always precedes action. What you're thinking precipitates yep. what you're feeling, and it pre- right. precipitates what you do in terms of behavior. And I think as coaches, now, partic- now for my coaching area, I, mine is a little bit different. Than, than the average bear in that I'm kind of the problem guy. There's some sort of a what does problem that has happened. That means that let's say let's say Sony or Paramount calls me to say we have a talent here, we have an asset here that is currently struggling with problem X. Uh, uh-huh. They are in a position right now that they cannot go down for a rehab experience where they can't be off the grid because we need them mm-hmm. to be on the set. We need to, we need them to be working and functioning and shooting and doing their lines and, and, uh, and doing what they need to be doing in furtherance of our production company. Right. And so we need you to be the training wheels, the, the oil on the, on the, on the gears, <laughs> Etc. Right, like we've talked about, uh, uh, folks like Matthew Perry and Lindsay Lohan and Owen Wilson and others, right, that just had needed a close range coaching companion experience to get them through the day. You made a brilliant point. What's when uh, here's something else: what you were just talking about with the studios or whatever company contacting you, right, for this problem. Here, here's the thing. When, when, a, when a film begins production and they're halfway through shooting, right, they can't afford 
well, to lose cannot. the star in the middle of it. So what, what also contributes or exacerbates the problem sometimes is the studio or whoever, or the producers or whoever, will, will go ahead and feed whatever that star needs. Mm. What not yeah, what he needs, but what he wants. <laughs> right, right. What I'm saying? But that's whatever totally it is contrary. that gets them going. But you guys, you know, it's good to offer them. That's my point. It's good to offer the studios and the producers uh, an option like you guys. Because right. you're not, you know, you're saving them millions of dollars too. Like Bruce was, hey, it's flat out. They're assets. We know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't it, even it, call them, absolutely. But, I mean, that's just yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, you know, their talent is. Right. They don't give right. them a you know human what I'm saying? name. They don't yeah. give them a human name. They don't give them like, oh, no. Joe, Bob. They're just a free. And they don't care ultimately. In furtherance of our financial gain. Also, that's right. Also, if on some of these sets that aren't, you know, and these aren't bootleg, non-union type of gigs. Let's say it's a full-on. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's union people, union Ooh. set people there. If those union people call foul and say, whoa, this is an unsafe set, such and such as high as F on cocaine, this, that, and it, it, it makes this set a dangerous set per the union master the agreement, union. guess what? I mean, right? You're, you're, that's it. We're, we're, you're, boy, howdy. Everything shuts down. And once again, now not only do you have financial woes, but now you got union versus other woes. Now, and you can't fix it. You can't. Well, because yeah, you, it's, it, well, it's they, hard they to can't un- look different. They have it's to, hard to un- you know, to something that, that gets effed. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it very difficult to unwind, and it's a very sensitive issue. So at the end of the day, in a cost-benefit analysis, is it cheaper to hire this person for $70,000 a month to keep this going? And maybe this person yeah. might go into rehab at the end of it, and maybe right, this right. person might get some insight. You bet they'll roll the dice and they'll throw yep. it down for that all day long. So the Screen Actors yeah, Guild needs to be in touch with you guys so that when they yeah. see these things, they have somebody they can call. I, I would I'd contact the, the unions, you know? Well, you know, see, you know, usually people are on their best behavior when the union's coming. Well, yeah, you know, right, right. But it's good sure. to, to get in touch because sometimes, you know, the celebrities themselves won't be the one that calls you. It, it's... No. Well, it you know what? More than likely going to be. Although, if the celebrities on on the set know that the service is available, you know, they just need the support. They just need somebody to be there to talk through the stress they're going through, or they're feeling overwhelmed. They, they don't always. They that game? Exactly. They, it doesn't always have to be a crisis situation. Although that's typically what happens is they'll call you in. Mm-hmm. It's. I think them making it available. Um, I think they would step up and and might avoid maybe, some crisis. There you go. Get the support they need before they get into trouble. Like steer them, steer them, redirect them before it get you know they fall off the cliff. Right. Proactive, proactive. Who's gonna, can save, who's gonna take you know, that approach? You know, it's like the EAP program. Well, we're here if you need us, but what happens to to get that engaged? Something right. bad has to happen. So I right. hear you. Uh, and and again, there's there's other kind of more proactive things and and and. Uh, but who, boy, you know. People need to know about you. Well, they do because I'm associated with Cindy DeFerdinand, the great Cindy DeFerdinand, you see. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and because we have the L.A. – we're on L.A. Talk Radio, which is the largest media market. I mean, the, the, they they know to call us. I mean, you know, just kidding. Um, yeah, but, but also uh, like she- – Renee, Renee is suggesting for us to be proactive so we can yes. give service to the community yes. is to Absolutely. contact the unions, let them know our services are available yes. and um, that we can even be on set if we need to be. You know what I mean? Like and publicists. That. Publicists would love you. Well, yeah, that's true. Publicists. That would be she, – she's spot it's on certain. about – yeah, those. Yeah, that would be a big one too. Publicists want their, you know, stars mm-hmm. to look good. So, well, yeah. again – are yeah, I mean, and again, those are great ideas, and those are something that uh, you know we we can entertain. That certainly we'll we'll talk to anybody who talks to us. But uh, I think those are those are good good points. But man, you know what a what a lively discussion. You know what I mean? It really just does underscore, you know. And I, and I know you're a film producer, but wow, just think of the music industry. Just think about Sony and or you know all those oh, artists yeah. and, and certain labels, mm-hmm. man. Like. Holy cow! You know what I mean, like and the tours, yeah. those tours, man, they get That's no sleep. Tough. 
That's tough, man. That's right. You know, That's away from point, home man. for a year and a half and every night in a different city, you don't know where you are. That's tough, you, man. You know, it's that crazy. The stress, they, they the need stress. support like that. And, you know, you always hear about the, the celebrities. When is when is their crisis, Bruce? Is any? It's always on tour. It's like, you know, they only did this crazy thing and tore up a hotel. And then, you know, it's like, it's always on a tour. That's, that's when the stress is the highest, I think, besides having to have a timeline to produce a record or something, you know, beyond the deadline. But tours would be a perfect place where you guys could be with them. Yeah, and just yeah. the sheer, sheer exhaustion, you know, as a nutritionist to train, used to work with celebrities, and they come off a movie set, and they have worked around the, they have worked so many hours, they are so depleted, yeah. they have no energy, they just need to be replenished, you know, right. um, and that's not even counting if they have emotional stuff going on, if, if that's yeah. straight, straight the physical side of it. Um, just to avoid you know, what is ultimately going to happen, whether they're, you know, mentally okay or not. It's just they're going right. to be exhausted, like you said, and depleted. I mean, that that's a perfect example of where you guys would really be valuable because, you know, besides, you know, the, the you know, a lot of times there's partying around that they're trying to stay clean. They got to deal with that on their own. You know, right. and that's a good point. On, on Tem- top of the other stress, temptation everywhere, right? Yeah, and you would hold them accountable. No, you're you're not. You know, like I said, you're not going to go slam dip and smoke crack with seven hookers. I'm sorry, you can't do that. <laughs> not you today. Guys, guys. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe tomorrow if you're good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that is. Uh... It really is important what you guys are doing, man. We well, so appreciate really you saying that. We just really, really yeah. appreciate. Yeah, and, and that and you do, actually but... connect with the value. You you certainly connect with the value, and a lot of people don't understand um, what we're doing it for. You know, there's you know both of us grew up in you know doing different things, right? Our backgrounds, and um, you know, my heart led me to this, and um, I just I can't let go of it because when I hang up the phone with somebody and I know that they've made progress and they've had a breakthrough and they and they're thanking me for being there for them, there, there's just nothing like it. You just know you're really being of service, and that's important to me. Well, that's your calling. Well, you know, I always yeah. said you're doing God's work. You've got right. a plan mm-hmm. for everybody, and you're doing it. You know, I think that's great. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and what, I- you know. And Renee, I appreciate your 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 candor because I think it's real important. It's it's one thing for 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 Cindy and I. Hey, we're life coaches, and we're going to talk about what's going on inside these industries. No, you are in the industry. You're telling us and our listeners what goes on. You know, kind of a peek behind the veil. You know what I mean? Like like you're there. You know what I mean? Like we're just disciples. You're an apostle. Like you were there. <laughs> you're, I had, you're there. I had to really, uh, you're really tame what I told yeah. you. I couldn't yeah. tell you a lot of the insanity oh. that but, I've but, even but, been a part of. I'm guilty of feeding yeah, their yeah, yeah, for sure. desires yeah. to get my film going. Cause it's threatening to leave every day. Every day I'm like, really? I got to pack your suitcase again. How are you going to quit? Like yeah. every, you know, Right. Yep. Let's let let's talk about let's speaking of miracles. Let's talk about the the LinkedIn miracle that got you and I together, right? Yeah. How how was that? How was that? Could you explain that? But I mean, it was like really bizarre how that worked out. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell the story from my end. Okay. Um. So. Um, yeah, so you know, LinkedIn is a part. It's kind of a thing that you have to have in today's world if you have a business or a brand. Particularly, I think if you're a coach or a therapist or whatever, you just need to have a LinkedIn. It's got to be there. It's got to talk about some of your experience and qualifications and those things. And so, you know, I've been on there for quite a few years now, and I get messages from people and stuff like that. So, my messages had kind of stacked up. I was getting these notifications on my phone. This person wants to link up with me. This person wants to link up with me. So, you know, about once a week, I check it, you know, just to clear the mail. And there you were on the, on the, it's like a Facebook timeline talking about a post, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, we're, we both have a, cele- a mutual celebrity acquaintance, too, right, that right. kind of hooked us up. I think, it, was it Owen yeah. Wilson you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. he's on, <clears throat> I'm on his friend. He probably wouldn't even remember me. I mean, I, I wrote, you know, I'm not going to front and pretend, oh, yeah, we're pals. No, a lot of times, I mean, I, I spent 
a long time with Gary Busey for a long time. We were very close. And, you know, he still, like, forgets, uh, it's Renee, remember the one that had, you know, so, you know, they don't remember us all the time as well but, as we remember them. And it's really interesting you're saying that because it re- I think it is more so. So then, you know, think about that. So you look at me, then you and I hit hook up on Facebook Hook up, meaning we're connected, folks. Don't get too excited. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so we get together on Facebook, and then you say, oh, wow, he knows Owen. And I go, oh, wow. You know, so then then because you know who I know a little bit or whatever, it kind of gives you a sense of a little bit more familiarity, theoretically, right? Yes, go, wow, I'm not I'm, as nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, it oh, validates you. Exactly. So it does kind of validate, especially when you get uh, an individual that has that kind of whateverness, you know what I'm saying, uh, behind yeah. him or whatever. So, so that kind of gives me, by the naked eye, if you will, I don't feel more credible because I know him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but right, but it does. Eye, it you know, people don't let you right. into their. Right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, but you're right, and I and I think what you're saying is is is, and I think with continued exposure, if Cindy and I have some discussions with publicists and unions and talent and other celebrities. I think, you know, sure. I think we'll, we'll, we'll be seeing a ton of people in no time. And again, that's not our purpose of the show. Our purpose of the show is to get folks like yourself and, and other, fo- you know, other, other folks with great experiences to share with our listeners, you know, what's sure. going on in their world, you know what I mean? And right. how coaching applies to their world. And man, you know, right. your world that you've given us a peek into is um, there's is, a need. Is a, there's a yeah, need. Yeah, great. Yeah, an underserved population, grossly yeah. underserved uh, population. I could see where you guys would make so much an impact in every area. Like I can think back to producing, and you know, I'm mom on the set. Like I am everybody's mom that fixes everything on the set. I, lo- I love so, that. You know, I, 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 I'm not one of those people that treats my PA different than my uh, assistant director because every part of that body is important. You know, I, I get really angry when my crew acts arrogant because they're higher up on the food chain and they treat uh, an extra badly. I had a lady in Arizona, she brought two of her twins in her own outfit and was willing to work as an extra in 110 degrees with her two children. And I went over there and brought her Gatorade. They're like, producer's not supposed to wait on some lowly extra. And I just lost it on, mm. on the kid. Mm. Lowly. I'm like, you, you better, you know, because that's, you're going to fall hard, get a nosebleed with your nose up in the air like that. It's like, mm. this is supposed to be a, a crew. And I, I think people need to see each other of their value to each other and how it doesn't matter if you're higher up or doing this or whatever, it's all necessary part of the machine. If there was no extras, the film would look realistic. They're absolutely right. necessary, you know? And, and so I, I get really upset about that and I can see where you guys could have come in and just, I mean, even if you weren't doing like a, a, a specific celebrity, okay. Or, or a specific uh, producer, you would you could come in and actually prep a crew with with good uh, wow. coaching experience. You could come wow. in and speak to the entire crew. Wow! And say you know this is how you get yourself because you're going to be working sixteen, eighteen hour days. You're going to be exhausted. You guys need to get along and stick together and get your wow. priorities right. Right. That is huge, dude. Yeah, we do do some coaching training with, you know, like it's not all about getting certified as a coach. We can go in and train on how to use coaching, you know, just in just in setting boundaries or communicating to really benefit people and groups. Actually, sure. But, I but just had like, somebody talk to me about that. They're going to put me in touch with somebody. Bruce, I forgot to tell you about it. But, but that's um, almost interesting like company. Therapy. This is almost like, like you're it saying. It is family like, therapy. Let, let's it say is. It's a, this is the crew for, for Narcos. It's going to be an 18-week shoot. We're on location. And we all got to get to, you know, the whole that's right. cast and crew. Crew's our We're, family. When you, cannot have a, you can't have a dysfunctional family. You know, it doesn't No, work. you can't. And I've had it. I, I, oh, you know, I've like had I said, it. I'm mom. 
my mom. I got one guy calling my German AD a Nazi, and then I got oh my you know <laughs> a bunch yes. of kids, you know, fighting each other, and you know, it's all you know. Everybody wants. We had this joke where with a T-shirt, and it had what their real job was, but next to it, it said, "But I'm really this." I'm the script supervisor, but I'm really a writer. <laughs> but you, you know, know everybody. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Have you have you ever seen that, Renee, where the, the there there was a crude and there was some sort of a coachy person there? Are you thinking that that's just something? That no, I've never heard of that being done. I think gosh. that would be a great I idea. A, I just thought that of that. A, oh my gosh. You, that is a great idea. Well, that's that because you're, you're on set to serve Boy. all. So it's yes. like, it's maybe you guys like, could come help me on my new one because we're yeah, going to we, stressed out. <laughs> we, would, we would love to do that. Something I, you know, I was thinking about sometimes it's almost like that spot check. Somebody right. needs that coaching session. They don't need six months. They don't need nine months, three months. They need right here, right now. They need somebody right. to get them through and they're okay. You know, they just need that one hour conversation. And um, so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like being, I guess you could say the head psychologist in a big corporation where you're, you're available, yeah. you know. Get everybody yeah. on the same page. And then, you know, like we always say, we got to be making the same movie, you know. The right. producer's got to be making a comedy, and so does the director. If the director thinks it's a, a <laughs> horror slash comedy, we're not going to be working. Right. You got to get everybody doing the same vision. Yeah, I, I, I call that in business. We, everybody needs to be telling the same story. If you got That's him right. telling one story and she tells another, and the in, you know, it just doesn't work. It's disconnected. So yeah, you, you got to communicate that you're all doing the same thing with the same thing in mind. You know exactly. There's, yeah, uh, I mean, that would help. That is, uh, man, I think you, man, that's anyway, a fabulous I'm, idea, Renee. Boy, You're just I'm, an I'm idea oh, good. You're yeah, just boy, an idea a, girl. That's a big one. That's, oh. a, that's a big fish there, dude. I, I like that because it has broad base appeal. Uh, the, the, the effectiveness can influence a whole crew. Um, uh, and really, um, it just, and then the stars me, are, you're available. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, well, that's a bell ringer there. So thanks. Ooh, they get stressed out. They can go, hey, what about those two coaches that were here talking to right. the crew? You know, right. they, they you know, would have that. And and, and what, what would you call it, like crew coaching or shoot? I mean, think of a title for it, like that's entertainment. On location so, coaching. Where you go in yeah, and you talk like to the group. Yeah. They get familiar with what you're doing. You teach them about what coaching is. They they get a level of trust for you. And then they, if they're in need, you can always do, um, you know, follow up, schedule them on the phone, too. Like a, a great crew vision coach, mm -hmm. a vision coach. So everybody right. can have the same vision on that would be cool. Right. right and then, you know, you can be available. The phone is a great resource. <clears throat> a lot. Most yeah. of coaching's done over the phone, that that one on one. But. But I see her point about being on site, though, right? Being on the site, right? right? Yeah. I think yeah. It, uh, definitely initially so they get to know you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's think amazing. It, it, it'd be worth it, man, to, to spend that money to know your crew is going to function good. And if you got people on the side in case something does yes. come up, some it, kind of crisis, fabulous. the producer doesn't have to handle it all by her lonesome self. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky I have a great uh, production partner. Um, and, you know, really good people and a, a good director. I worked with James Hickox before with Tippi Hedren. We had a movie that Tippi starred in with Zach Galligan and Brad Dourif and Michael Worth. It was a great little movie. Um, but it ended up getting one of my investors died, and so it got caught up in distributors and craziness, and people couldn't find the original film, and it got a little crazy. But um, we have uh, some really good people. That's great. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's good stuff. So yes, let's have a shout out to Jennifer Anderson, Aniston, or any of people like that listening to the show. We need some female leads. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yes, yes so I do. Yes, we'll for off the there. leash. For great. All of our... Oh yeah, it, it's it's really cute, man. It's a little like it salty. There you go. Yeah. I like you guys using that word. It's sardonic. Yeah. And, you know, it really is the tale of the two friends more than anything. I mean, it's set against the backdrop of, you know, a comedic, uh, you know, adventure. But it really is the growing of a friendship of people that appear to have absolutely nothing in common. Nice. You know, and it's, it would be a great role. Either of the roles for the female leads would be great. And it's not a super big budget, but I have a really nice size 
distribution company. They're the ones that distributed Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Good. All right. Remember the Whitey Bulger story? Yep. And, uh, you know, they're relatively new, but we're already funded and everything. And, awesome. you know, we're willing to work around somebody's schedule. So, yeah, if, if there's any agents that have uh, some names, and we need names for the leads because our distributor has to, you know, approve them. Of course, they have to make money. So, you know, that's why. Um, and that and was an interesting they, point that, know, that, that it's usually the male star that carries the film on uh you know what I mean? And not the female. That was an interesting. Yeah, it used to be that a female couldn't carry it at all. But lately, you know, with these buddy movies, like with Melissa, um, what's her name? McCarthy. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. A comedian. And, you know, uh, all of these ensemble like Tina Fey movies, they've done really well, you right. know, and that's starting to come around. But the lead villain we have, uh, it, it needs to be a really nice size uh, male lead of male right. name. Um, because they and honestly, in the foreign market, they really do look for what the male lead is. Exactly. On a, well, it is coming around, though. It is. Well, we, we're out of time, so here we go. Oh, yes. all right. That's Renee, it. thank mm. you so much. You're such a pleasure to have on today. Really, really well, appreciate it. Well, thank you it. for having me. I really thank enjoyed you. speaking with you guys. Thank you. It was fun. And, thank you. And, and look, everybody, you can go to the Concierge Coaches page on L.A. Talk Radio under the Concierge Coaches, and you can find the podcast here in a few hours. Also, folks, we are on iTunes now and Google Play. You can get this episode for free off of iTunes because we graciously are giving it to our listeners. So, um, so you can go back and listen to some of the gems and such that we discussed today on the show so uh and again i can be reached at conciergecoach.net and cindy what's your confirmation uh, uh, information <laughs> reach out by phone 714-943-6206 and wisdomfoods.com um, and mm-hmm. renee uh, do you want to put a contact number out there if anybody oh uh, sure they can uh, contact me by email um it's roland real picks r-o-l-a-n-d R-E-E-L-P-I-X at gmail.com. So it's like real, like a film reel. Got and it. Picks is in pictures. Rolling picks at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, sounds great, everybody. Thank you guys so, so much. God thank bless you, you, Renee. Thank you, you for having you me. Too. Take care. You're welcome. Take All right. Care. So until, until next week, we got another exciting show. So you don't want to miss out, everybody, here on LA Talk Radio on the Concierge Coaches Show. Have a great week, everybody. Listening to the Concierge Coaches Show with Bruce Cameron and Cindy DeFerdinand only on LA Talk Radio.